Welcome to the e-commerce lab by Ecomsi. This is the place for everything related to Amazon's private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab by Ecomsi, the place of everything related to Amazon FBA parallel and e-commerce. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, founder and CEO of Ecomsi, and today we bring you another guest. Her name is Kitty Lay, and she's here for the second time now into the podcast. She's the founder and CEO of Me Brand, which is an amazing agency when it comes to supporting uh, Amazon sellers to navigate everything around branding and packaging. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking today, packaging. We know packaging is all about that first experience when you receive the pro in your hands. Is one of the main reasons why people even myself, including sometimes by brands such as Apple, that experience of receiving that package in your hands, such a perfect experience and so on. So we're going to be talking about how you can add the same to your product on Amazon because we know it's getting tougher and tougher and brand is definitely the answer. And that's why Kitty, I'm sure, is going to drop some uh, gold nuggets, as they call them today, uh, on this uh, episode. So Kitty, it's a pleasure to have you for a second time here on the show. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you, Vincenzo. Thank you for having me back. So um, I'm so excited to be here. Same, same. Thank you so much for, for being here. Um, I know you have so much experience in the field when it comes to branding. Um, and, you know, before we, we jump into all of that, it would be great if you can give us just a little bit of, of a glimpse of, you know, the background that you have in the space and, and, and the amazing portfolio that you have when it comes to branding. And then we can dive in into the topic. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah, I've been a designer in the field for over 20 years. Yeah, <laughs> so nice. I graduated as a graphic designer, a communication um, a visualizer. And I've been working in London for over 20 years, uh, working for brand agencies and uh, in-house for actual retail brands. So Ted Baker, I was there for 10 years. I worked my way up, managed a team of designers. So we worked on everything, Mark on the marketing, on the store designs, on the point of sale, all the branding and labeling, ticketing boxes in store. Um, that would be in my department. And then I went on to working for another brand uh, after 10 years um, onto a brand called Kafkiston. So again, retail space, um, lots of kitchenware, homewares, um, polka dots and floral things, you know, very feminine a brand. Uh, so very different from a fashion, high-end fashion brand. Um, but again, managing the packaging, I rebranded everything for the business and worked very closely with the founder. So you'll see lots of my designs, actually, my branding out out in the streets I do see people you know with my products so it's it's, it's amazing to do that and yeah. um and I've, I've ever since then I um have kept, continued to um, work in my own agency and my own uh, me brand I'm um, working for Amazon sellers um the reason being is I actually did an Amazon course not so long ago in 2017 
Okay. Launched my own, launched my own um, baby brand um, nice. in the US and the UK. So I do understand, you know, working on the seller central with the background and actually the complexities and the challenges you have as an Amazon seller. Um, okay. So that's where I bring my expertise to um, your audience, Vincenzo. And I'd love to help them because I've been on both sides of a brand um, and just marketing, marketing it and getting campaigns through for, you know, my clients. Yeah, 100%. I think branding, uh, as I said on the very beginning of this episode, like so important. I see um, all the time sellers struggling with that. You know, I, I think they have the the perception that branding is all about just putting a fancy name and a logo on a box or, or a product, and, and that's what they call branding. But we understand now more than ever. And, and we saw during the, you know, during the period where all these segregators came to the space, and buying brands, the goal was always to buy really a brand that had more than just a logo. They had actually an experience that a community around the experience, they were beyond Amazon and all of that. And I think that's something that in 2024, especially given the panorama that we see, like with fees increasing and competition being more first, you really need to stand out. And I think packaging is definitely one of the, the things you can use to your advantage to be more than the typical copycat, just black box that you can't bring from China. Um, mm -hmm. And that's it. So I guess the, the first question I have here is for all those Amazon sellers watching this and listening to this episode. It's like, how do you even get started with uh, imagining like what would be the branding looking like when it comes to you around your packaging like because it's when you don't have something in your hands or you don't even have a concept it can be tough about you know uh, what shape what color how to keep the the same uh, the synchronization of all, all the things across the board so tell us a little bit about what is the first step for an amazon seller yeah. Right. For, so for an Amazon seller, um, firstly, you need your branding, you need your design, you mm. need to have guidelines, essentially for your brand. So if you don't know what your guidelines are, it's like, a, I call it the brand Bible. You have mm. your fonts, you have your color palettes, you have your logos, um, your do's and don'ts, you have your mission, your vision, and the tone of voice that envelopes your whole brand. And once you have that, you can start designing on anything with your brand. So when it comes to packaging, don't feel stuck. Oh, no, what do I do? You know, and it's not about the packaging. It's the brand that you're putting onto the packaging. So you could have any type of substrate or any type of shape, but it's 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 taking your brand and putting that onto the actual packaging itself. And I guess it has to sort of suit whatever your product is as well. So you need to look into materials or, or the best use of it. And I generally look at a lot of sustainable and eco, eco ways of um, packaging a product. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's a way forward of doing a lot of things. I think a lot of customers now, they're very savvy when it comes to mm -hmm. the environment and looking after, you know, materials and recycling and stuff. So you need to look at that as well. But um I would say if you're starting from scratch and you yeah. have a low budget, and I know I work with a lot of brands <laughs> and people that are like, I don't have a budget. You know, I can just yeah. about um, afford a designer to do it. Yeah. Um, so I would say look on Pinterest and, mm. and go, do some research. So this is how I would do it. Uh, I would go and do research first okay. to get, give yourself a very good idea of what you're um, designing. So, for example, if you're designing, um, say, um, uh, makeup brand say lipstick 
or something and you think oh what how am I going to package that um and how would it look and design wise go into Pinterest type in lipstick packaging you'll have a whole array of different designs different materials and it's a whole visual um a lovely a visual sort of display of things that you can get and ideas and then start putting them into the boards if you know how to use um Pinterest put them into the boards, if not screenshot them and, and file them away. But you can do that with any product, whether it's um, spices, coffee, um, baby baby packaging, um, just do that, type it in. And, and I find it much better than just a Google search or searching on Amazon yeah. because yeah. It's, it's, it's really design-led as well. So all the big brands are on there as well. And yeah. I love it. And they even have things like the color palettes and you know exactly. font pairings and things on there. So it sort of really gives you an idea of where to start. Good, good. And I think another thing that I want to add on top of this, which I'm sure you can elaborate on, on that, it will be that from my experience, of course, what you say is, is very important, like understanding what people are doing on that specific niche and all of that. But if I'm not mistaken, I know that there are some basic guidelines from the perspective of branding as a concept that when you're selling certain products, you need to keep certain colors away due to the psychological effect it may imply to, to the person buying the product and, and, and things like that. So if I'm not mistaken, that, that's correct, right? Like if you're selling food, you need to stay away from these primary colors. If you're selling toys, this and that. So maybe can you talk high level how people should be mindful of that as well? Yeah, Yeah. so there is a, there is a color psychology behind yeah, how yeah. people buy and purchase. And there is certain products that you should avoid. I don't think, I mean, you can go against the grain and be completely exactly. different and just do it anyway and then stand out that way. But, you know, mm -hmm. people psychologically think, if I'm gonna buy, um, mm -hmm. if I'm gonna buy food, I don't want it like in green or blues or something that will remind them of bleach or something, you exactly. know, a toilet product. So, you, exactly. and, yeah, and I, I do say that with baby products, a lot of warm colors, muted colors, mm -hmm. work very well with babies. Although I have seen alternatives, some bright, brighter colors, but it, they're less calming, and I mm -hmm. think they introduce that into the packaging more than the actual product itself. Okay. So you, there are ways around it. It depends how adventurous you want to get and how, yeah. how you want to stand out. And there are ways of doing it. And you, you can keep it subtle in a way, but also bring out a big bang and, you know, um, really excite customers as well, thinking, oh, that's completely different. I've not seen that before. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so, you know, there, exactly. it works both ways. It's depending how confident you are with your brand. Exactly, exactly. Uh, now, when it comes to packaging as well, um, of course, design is number one priority, but I think more than ever, and I see it especially on top tier brands, they spend a lot of time on what is the actual experience of opening the box, opening the envelope, like the little sticker, the little sparkling thing here, there, and all of that, the, the, the journey towards having the product in your hands, right? So I guess what I'm trying to get here is like how you even envision this in the first place, because if you have not done packaging, like it's difficult to really come up with a whole concept about how to provide that experience to, mm -hmm. to our clients. So I, do you have some advice about how we can yeah. even come up with some ideas around that? Yeah. yeah, so it's the whole unboxing experience. And I yeah. would say, what delights you when you get a package what yeah. are you looking forward to? Wow, I just need to get that scaffold. I've exactly. got to get open that box. And wow, what am I going to pull out? And you've got to think about what you 
think would excite you? Is it the tissue paper? Is it the branding? Is it the story behind the mm -hmm. box as you're opening it up? What is it? Is it the actual um, product inside the box? It's got a nice matte laminate on it and it feels so soft. Um, what is it? Is it the pop when you open that apple box mm -hmm. or whatever? That, exactly. you know, what is it that excites you? And I guess not all not all products are exciting but then you've got to think of the ways how can it excite them it could it could be even a, a sort of a little giveaway or the insert that you put in and they go to a site that they have to you know log in or, or scan mm -hmm. a qr code and there's something that there's a game or something that you know there's there's it's the whole experience of the unboxing and i think it's it's the tactile and that's what i love it's the materials that you use and the colors and i think you have to you have to remember that you know at the end of the day you're using amazon space to sort of deliver your products so how can i better that you know at the moment a lot of brands are using sioc so ships mm -hmm. in own container so a lot of um amazon sellers are branding their own box using their own box so they don't have to pay for the the, the fulfillment or the uh, sorry the the actual packaging amazon packaging exactly. they've got their own branding on there they've got their own story they've got their own colors when they open up it's already their own box so they mm -hmm. don't have to worry it's that horrible brown tissue um paper that they you know the, the, the paper that they have in the actual um, amazon box so there are ways of getting around that and it's it depending on what you want as a brand and if you're still starting quite small then you know you can think of other ways of doing that but you know if you have to stick with amazon packaging at the moment then you know that's where you'd need to start but as you grow i think you need to sort of start building off building off amazon um selling off your own website selling off instagram selling mm -hmm. off tiktok or whatever whatever channel you can sell because amazon isn't the only space it's a great space to start off with customers are in the door they see your brand but as they grow and as your product and your brand grows Oh, what's next? Um, you know, your your customer's going to want to buy into your brand and think, I really like them, but, you know, what can, what are they selling next? And you want to retain that. So it's doing everything you can to have that experience. And it all starts with the unboxing. Exactly. And, and something that you mentioned there, which is uh, super important, is basically, you know, when you start opening your wings outside of the Amazon ecosystem, if you don't really have a packaging that is retail ready and you're just using like a poly bag or a cardboard or something like that, it's not going to look nice, as you say, on the shelves or on, on, on a small shop or something like that. So you really need to think a few steps ahead, like when my, when my brand starts to grow, how I make sure my branding, you know, really sticks out on this other channel. So very important tip there. Um, now, another thing when it comes to packaging, it has also uh, to do with the fact that some people might have the question, like how you navigate uh, the fact if you're selling the product across multiple regions. So in terms of localizing uh, the design, because uh, the European um, you know, community might have certain tastes towards specific colors or specific mm -hmm. shapes and things along those lines compared to if you sell the same products in latin america right so mm -hmm. in your experience have you seen like a, even big brands for example do they really adapt their packaging depending on the region or you don't really see that being a big deal nowadays yeah. um yeah. for my for my experience obviously I'm, I'm coming from a retail perspective yeah and a lot yeah. of retail brands they don't change their their logo okay. or their branding or their swing tickets or their packaging for anyone in the world um generally sometimes they might but it's the clothing it's the product they do okay. they tend to change a little um 
that it's you know it has to suit that market um there are certain colors that you could avoid in certain asian markets exactly. um, you know um so it, it's really thinking most colors are actually acceptable and the, and people mm -hmm. do buy into the brand and i don't think it's so much of an issue if you're thinking of going to the japanese market you know exactly. or the australian market and selling yeah, yeah. there i don't think it matters a great deal um but it okay. really again it depends on your product really yeah for sure, for sure. I guess maybe what you could have some, um, uh, you might need to do some modification if it's, mm -hmm. let's say you come from the Asian market and you have to come to European, given the fact that maybe the text is different mm -hmm. because, yeah. you know, different alphabet, you might need to rearrange certain things around the packaging. But that would be the main change, I guess, right? Yeah, absolutely. There is compliance in terms of if you're yeah. shipping to America, you have to have certain details on exactly. packaging and, and on your product. Uh, same with Europe will have a different um, criteria as well when it comes to compliance. Yeah. Now, when it comes to packaging, of course, we can talk about, you know, has to, of course, branding is number one, then the experience. But at the same time, if the packaging itself is not efficient in terms of for shipping purposes, for example, it's also a bad overall long term because you may have the amazing experience and everything, but then it's a huge box and it comes with so many things. And, mm -hmm. you know, we also need to be mindful of, of that. So I guess from the perspective of, of that, like how, how, from your experience, how you keep a balance between that, like the experience and of course having an amazing branding, but also making sure the packaging is efficient and you're not overpaying. Um, let's say for shipping or, or fees because your packaging is bigger than the rest and all of that. Like, you comp do you compare your packaging in terms of size against your competitors and things like that? Do you advise that, for example? Um, no, I don't really. I mean, I see what competitors do, but then yeah. I just see them as peers. I don't compete with them. Okay. If I can better it, and then I will. Okay. Um, but in terms yeah. of you know, there's there's things you can do with materials as well, and it, and it really okay. depends. Each um, seller is different. Um, the clients mm -hmm. I have different. They all have different budgets. Some exactly. some have like a bigger budget than what I'm used <laughs> to. You know what? You know a lot of. Yeah. And I generally work to very low budgets where I can think because I could, I've been doing it so long. I know what's yeah. going to be cheaper than that. You know another product mm -hmm. and the weight the weight of the board that you use will be cheaper exactly. than a thicker weight. So you know there's there's uh, certain ways you can get around that um, without hindering the 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 the, the, the product you know, the protection of the product as well. So, sure. you know, having a big box, uh, if you've got a big product, you're selling big speakers or something, you know, what mm -hmm. do you do with the, the, the box? <laughs> uh, you know, um, I mean, I, I generally use like um, an example, um, uh, now I'm going to forget it now, the toilet roll. Um, yeah. Oh, what's it called? What are the... <laughs> I, I usually <laughs> use that example. Oh, who gives a crap? So who gives okay. a crap? So they yeah. have um, beautiful um, individually, individually wrapped toilet rolls and they got beautiful mm -hmm. designs on them. Uh, they're made from bamboo or, or um, recyclable um, tissue. But the box itself has a whole story around it um, mm. about their brand, mm -hmm. their mission and what they're all about. They also um, uh, donate to charity. So their charity is on there. But they also have a piece where it says what you do with the box afterwards. It's just a brown box. What do you do with the box afterwards? So they say your kids can make this into a spaceship or your cat oh, could love this. Your cat nice. could, you know, make this into the little yeah. home. Or you know, there's other things you can do beyond just having a brown box and then throwing it away. Um, so yeah. you could think about ways of using your packaging, especially if you've got big boxes, because it it just seems a waste. Um, yeah. yeah. So sure. I, I would think of clever ways of doing that, and a lot of brands are doing it now. Yeah. In fact, you you mentioned something there, which is the recycle part. 
uh, which I'm sure some people might be interested into how you can even use this to your advantage, I guess. There are certain kind of materials uh, that can be more cost effective, or you could even use that within your branding and say, you know, my bulk, my my packaging is 100% carbon, uh, carbon uh, free from footprint yeah. in terms of carbon. So tell me a little bit about how that could play a role into branding as well, like when it comes to that. Yeah. Uh, with the carbon footprint, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that's a question. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, so I guess if you're shipping, I mean, this is really difficult because I know yeah. a lot of Amazon sellers either ship from a, from China or India or somewhere, so it's got to go somewhere. Um, and to to avoid that issue, there's not a lot you can do, but you can give back. So I would mm. say give back to either charity or the environment. And I know if you can source locally uh, as much as you can sometimes it will it will cost more but if you can do yeah. that then there's that that headache of like oh that carbon footprint it's not like a thousand miles across the world and you know you you know if you're thinking about the environment and and your customers are thinking about the environment then you know can you source locally can you make it locally exactly. what can you do locally um if it means just printing i don't know getting your products made out in the far east shipping it mm -hmm. to the us or uk or where you base then getting it packed in the uk then that way yeah. you're you're reducing the weight and the shipping costs as well um but I would say um, if you can give back to charity or some sort, um, maybe have some brands actually have um, their packaging. You give it back to them, you send it back to them and you get points mm. or something back um, and it's reusable. So and a lot of if you've got reusable packaging, great. If your customers can use your product um, you have first use and then they get sent yeah. a pouch or something to refill it you know coffee do that a lot of coffee brands yeah, do that now as exactly. well you get the first fit you know or washing powders so if yeah. you can think of ways of doing that then you are reducing a lot of things like packaging anyway for the environment because you know, you've got to make the packaging in the first place um but yeah so there's lots of things you can do that way to reduce the carbon footprint so very I nice hope that <laughs> explains a little bit yeah very nice very good very nice answer yeah um now regarding i think images and the reason why i'm saying images is because i think if you're also clear with packaging they can really be they can be a very important element in your images especially your main images to st uh, basically stand out from the competition right so i guess uh, what i'm trying to get with this is when when somebody's designing their packaging do you think we should also do some kind of brainstorming about how i can make sure the packaging is basically as exciting as it can be so when i put it on a picture it really makes my product stand out like is that part of also a strategy you see brands doing like putting the, the packaging as part of their basically the lineup of images they put out there so it stands uh, out yeah, yeah. absolutely absolutely yes um yeah. it's yeah people want to see what they're buying. They want to exactly. see the packaging. They want it to look great. That shower gel, oh my God, it looks so yeah, good yeah. on that shelf, you know, and yeah. this muscular guy using it in the shower yeah. or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's getting, you know, if you got cat food, they want to see a cat eating from exactly. the, you know, the, the, the tin and you know, or the pouch, you know, being fed. Yes. But it has to be art directed in a way, um, not done just on the back, what plain white background exactly. and just, you, you've got to think about the story. What is it, the mm -hmm. story? And it, again, it comes back to the experience. It comes back to the brand. What is your brand? Is it the plain white background? Is that what you mm -hmm. are? And is that, if it is, then that's what you're going to be doing for all the rest of, you know, exactly. try and make it exciting. And I think it's making it into campaigns. So it doesn't have to stay mm -hmm. the same. Um, 
well, the audience and customers get bored after a while. Oh, that's that same image again. It's that same image. You know, if you're selling a baby product, you want to see different babies, different it's products on season. If it's seasonal, um, if you know your mm -hmm. products, um, I would sort of create a story, um, a narrative in your photo. You know, especially on your listings, it, it creates that sort of more of an experience for your customers. Like, oh, I can really see myself using that spatch, silicon spatula, um, cooking yeah. my spaghetti. You know, <laughs> so yeah, you know, it's it's all those you know, the, you know, the really boring products. You know, but you know, it's yeah. like, oh wow, I can really see myself using that, and um, and it's really pitching it to your audience with visuals because it's it's all about the visuals. Very good. Very good. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, yeah, we have core uh, amazing things like even from I think one of the important things that I, I can get out of this um, episode is from, from myself personally, is the, the environmental self things because I agree, I have seen more top tier brands, even when I'm shopping and, and seeing around, they're making that more part of their branding and packaging. So I think it's, 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 it's very important that we actually mention that on today's episode because I think people is becoming more and more conscious about that. And I think if you can combine with a good cause as well, that mm -hmm. you can definitely stand out uh, from the crowd, like you're really adding value back to yeah. the community that, that you're supporting. Awesome. So now before we conclude, I want to ask you just to make sure uh, I'm getting as much knowledge out of, out of your brain. Uh, can you tell me, is there any anything else you think regarding packaging or even branding in general that maybe you see people doing as a mistake or, or they're just doing wrong, unfortunately, and, and you would advise, you know, to do otherwise so they can really um, navigate the Amazon game, yeah? Yeah, so I think um, a lot of people, when they create their brand, they think the brand colors, that's the logo, and that's what it's got to go on the packaging. <laughs> and that's the whole packaging, the branding, yeah. everything has to be that color. And I think yeah. that's where people get it wrong. Your logo should stand out on its own, um, mm. in, in its own colors and uh, as its own entity but when you come to design packaging it doesn't have to be that color you can have exactly. um strains of you know complementary colors that work with your brand but i wouldn't focus or too hard on just that the corporate colors are that that's the colors i can only use because that's yeah. not it you know um you know apple create phones that their, their logo is but you know um black and white you know but yeah. but their products they got green phones they've got you know all their colors exactly. are different you know their packaging is completely different um so i wouldn't think twice about you know um look using your brand colors um for everything awesome amazing tip thank you so much kitty and now in in case somebody you know wants to reach out and and get in contact with you because i'm sure a lot of amazon stars now watching this might say yes this sounds amazing great tips but you know i rather hire a professional that you know knows how to do all this efficiently and give me the best outcome possible for my product so how people can reach out to you so they can get support when it comes to branding and packaging yes yeah. so they can um, look at my website it's mebranddesign.com so, okay um and you can also follow me on uh instagram as well so that's just me brand design so you should be able to find me quite easily there as well awesome. and you can book a call you can sort of message me as well so it's pretty straightforward good yeah i'm gonna make sure to put everything down in the description so people can find you and in the meantime i thank you for your time thank you so much and i'm looking forward to see you in a couple of weeks in in the seller cruise in Miami. Yeah, so in Miami, <laughs> that's yeah. gonna be awesome. <laughs> Brilliant. Awesome okay. too. Thank, Thank you so much for awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Bye bye.
See you Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the e-commerce lab by Ecomc. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.com.